0: Say it with me, for the Lord is good, good. and and His mercy endureth forever. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, tonight, that which is just right for this time and for this place. We do believe that we are a people that are always in the right place at the right time. And so, Father, we thank you that as we come together around your Word and around the Spirit of the living God, we are here supernaturally set up by the Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you right now for its supernatural utterance to come forth tonight. We give you the praise. We give you the glory for it now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Has there ever been a time where you sat in a seminar? Perhaps you sat in the service or you sat somewhere reading the Word, and all of a sudden, the Word of the Lord just got real alive in you. You know, there's two Greek words for the word, Word, describing the Word of God and the Word from God. And one word is logos. That's the entirety or the written Word of God. And then there is the rhema of God. And oftentimes it is um, defined as... Uh, The spoken word of God. But uh, it's deeper than that. The rhema of God is really inspired utterance from God. It is inspired utterance from God to you. Amen. And, you know, the apostle Paul prayed. And he prayed that, you know, that his speech and that his preaching would not be with enticing words of man's wisdom but that it would be in demonstration of the Spirit of God and the power of God in order that their faith would not be in man, but it would be in the power of God. And so speech that is coming from the rhema of God, speech that is coming by divine inspiration is a rhema to you. Amen. And, uh, you know, Paul, uh, in that great chapter in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, Starting in verse 10, he says, My brethren, be strong in the Lord, and the power is might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. Amen? Amen. And then he says, Wherefore, take on you the whole armor of God. And then he goes on, and he lists the different parts of the armor. You know, you have to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the uh, shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, and so on. And then in verse 18, he says, praying always in the spirit. And so he's talking about prayer there. And he's encouraging the church at Ephesus to pray constantly in the spirit, out of their spirit, pray spirit-inspired prayers. Now, you can pray spirit-inspired prayers in English. In other words, it's just that which comes up from the inside of you. Amen? But then he says something very interesting. He says, "Now not only pray... For all saints and supplication in the spirit but he says also pray for me so the apostle paul is praying and he's he's instructing them to pray for him what for he said pray for me that utterance would be given to me now that utterance that he's asking for prayer about is supernatural divinely inspired rhema of god Pray for me that utterance would be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly as I ought to speak. So Paul is saying, I ought to speak boldly, but I can't speak boldly without divine utterance. Thank God for divine utterance. Thank God for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Word of God being taught and preached and demonstrated in power. Amen. And, you know, so throughout the years, you know, we've just been able to feast on just such awesome words from heaven. I mean, the word of the Lord itself, the teaching of the word and the inspired utterance of the word as the anointing goes forth and begins to share some things with us and causes his word to lodge deep within our spirit. It becomes a rhema to you. You know, whether it be a Sunday morning or a, or a Wednesday night or a, a Sunday night, it becomes a rhema, it becomes a divinely inspired word tailor-made just for you. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is the only one that can do that. Right. He's the only one that can tailor-make a word for hundreds of people at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we need to do is we need to believe for rhema. Right. We need to believe for inspired utterance. <laughs> Words from heaven. That will lodge deep within our spirits. Now, one of the things that uh, I believe the Lord showed me this afternoon was oftentimes we get rhema's toward us, but it stops there. It doesn't become a rhema in us. We can go to a service, we can hear a great uh, series of teaching on prayer, we can hear a, a good series on fog. Everyone say heavy fog? Yeah. What does fog stand for? Favor of God. Fog stands for the favor of God. Amen. Uh, some of God's choicest servants throughout the years have been at Heart of the Bay. Yes. Kenneth E. Hagin. Amen. Yes. And, you know, we don't need to name a bunch of names. We don't want to get over into the flesh and get carnal. But God has brought some of his choicest handmaidens and servants right here at Heart of the Bay. Yes. Amen. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. Aren't you glad for that? Yes. Uh, But here's what, here's what I'm seeing in my spirit. A lot of times people get a rhema word toward them, but they, they don't take time to let it dwell in them. And so it becomes sort of something that they get excited about and get thrilled over and even maybe get inspired about for a day or two or a week, but because they have allowed it to slip, that rhema word that was to them didn't really get in them. Amen. Now, the book of Hebrews warns us about that. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, he says, You need to take heed to those things which have been spoken unto you, lest at any time we should let them slip. The New King James Version says, Therefore we must give the more earnest heed. You know, an earnest heed, the word earnest there means some diligence. Amen? It's not just a casual hearer of the Word. It's not just coming and being entertained by the Word. But it's earnestly hearing the Word. Earnestly, hallelujah, doing the Word. Let's keep it up there, guys. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Work with me. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest in any time... We should let them slip. There's too much slipping going on in the body of Christ. There's too much letting go of inspired utterances. There's too much allowing that word that has been spoken by the Spirit to slip away. And that's why he says... We must give earnest heed to it. It takes some diligence. It takes some work. Mm -hmm. See, we're not just doers of the word, but we're doers of the work. Doing the word is work. It takes diligence. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, here's what I got here. Part of what I got today was. That of word is inspired, it's an inspired utterance to you, but then you've got to do something with it. You've got to mix faith with it. And receive it. Amen. Now what we're talking about on Sunday mornings about opportunities and supernatural setups and divine appointments and the favor of God and heavy fog. We're not just taking up time and wasting time to fill a service. Those are inspired utterances for us. There's so much inspired utterance in the United States of America right now. Glory to God. All you got to do is mix faith with it. Hallelujah. So this rhema inspiration, this utterance is to you, but it must be mixed faith with and let it dwell in you and then I believe the Spirit of the Lord showed me, then that Raymond needs to come from you. In other words, it's to you, but then it's got to be coming out of you. It's got to come from you. That which has been spoken by the Spirit is not meant just to have been heard. It is meant to have been mixed with faith and then spoken and declared and proclaimed on a regular basis. I mean every day. Every day favor. I got favor with God every day of my life. I get constant care packages every day of my life. The angels are at work and They're bringing the money in. Glory to God. God is at work in me. God is at work for me. Hallelujah. And as I was driving today, you know, I was going to do something else. And I, I like to get quiet on Wednesdays and... Pray in the Spirit and do some other things, of course, but the scripture I got was Hebrews chapter 4. I want you to look over there. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. What is Ramah to you? What has God spoken to you about? What has God put in your heart? About your life. That he would like to see changed or different. Amen. That's inspired utterance. But you got to mix faith with it. And declare it. You know this time of year everyone's trying to lose weight. You don't try to lose weight. You lose weight. But one confession I heard years ago. And it's lodged deep within my spirit. And this will help you. From Charles Capp's book. On God's creative power. He says, I don't desire to eat so much that I become overweight. But I present my body as a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. I refuse to overeat. Body, settle down. In the name of Jesus. And conform to the word of God. Amen? See, it's one thing to have a nice... Goal to lose weight, join Weight Watchers, join Jenny Craig. But I'll tell you what, those things alone won't do it. Willpower alone won't get you to your (laughs) promised land. You got to mix faith. You got to walk out the promises of God and start declaring some things. All right, so let's work with this a while. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is so good to us, isn't he? Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. What is it that's in your heart? Say it out of your mouth. What is it that God has shown you? What is it that God is saying to you? Start saying it. Start declaring it. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And let's look at verse 14. Glory, glory, glory. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the 14th verse. Now I'm speaking out of the King James. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. What now? Let us hold fast to what? Let us hold fast to what? Okay, I want you to pay particular attention to that word profession. That word profession in the Greek is homologeo, homologeo, which means to say the same thing. And literally in the Greek, it's holding fast. Jesus, the Son of God, hold fast to our confession. I believe that the profession. Or the job of every believer ought to be to hold fast to your confession. Amen? Now let's look over at Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Hebrews the third chapter. Hebrews the third chapter. Verse 1 it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. I thank God I'm partaking tonight of the heavenly calling. Glory to God. Consider the apostle. Now, what is an apostle? Apostle is a sent one, is it not? You have a sent one on the front row here. Amen. I'm a sent one. Brenda's a sent one. We're sent ones. Sent to what? We're sent to the Bay Area. Glory to God. Now, I'm not calling myself an apostle or anything. But, oh, glory to God, Tony's a sent one right now over to France. But there is a greater sent one than any human being. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And notice the Bible says that we are to consider the sent one, the apostle and high priest. Remember? Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, what has he passed into the heavens for? He's been sent into the heavens. Hallelujah. Amen. To watch over the word that he hears coming out of the mouths of the righteous. Amen. Amen. Consider the apostle and high priest notice as of our profession. Or everyone say our confession. Amen. Of our confession, Christ Jesus. So we could say it this way. He is the superintendent of your words. He is the bishop. (laughs) He is the overseer of your profession. He is superintending and seeing to it what you say in line with the word of God comes to pass glory. That's why we need to hold fast to our profession, to our confession. Are you still here? It's a part of your, your speech holding fast. I looked up the word fast and let's look at one more Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It all means the same thing. It means profession. It means confession. But you will notice now, and and this is in line with what I believe the Holy Spirit wants you to get tonight, and that is this, is you must not let these things slip. Heart of the Bay. We have been afforded Such great opportunity as a church over the years. I mean such awesome, awesome, glorious things. But you know, there's a lot of people missing it. There's a lot of people missing out. On what God wants to do in their life. Because to be real honest with you. They're just flat, too lazy to hold fast. Now, let me give you a for instance. Sunday night, Monday night and Tuesday night, we're having a meeting. And I got better things to do with my life than to come to church for three nights and twiddle my thumbs. Are you listening? Our lives are too busy just to come to church and play church. But I believe with all my heart that this meeting coming up is a divine appointment. And if you've been taking heed to what the Holy Spirit has been saying through Pastor Mark, Pastor Brenda and others. And you've been listening since the first of the year. You will discover that we've been saying over and over and over again. I'm always in the right place. I'm always in the right place. At the right time. And another word that has just gone forth from us is opportunities. Amen. 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 And if we're going to seize God given opportunities, we need to stop and to look and to what? And to listen. Glory to God. And so. If you're always in the right place at the right time. And God has spoken to this church that he's got divine appointments for you and supernatural setups. And if I'm led by the Holy Spirit to have this meeting with Mark and Janet and you're not here, you're missing God. You're missing a divine appointment. You're missing a supernatural setup. And I'm going to say the same thing Sunday morning. Amen. I'm just getting warmed up. How many of you are cold here tonight? Raise your hand. You're cold. Well, do something about it, ushers. I can see people kind of going like that. Supernatural setups, divine appointments. Oh, that's just wonderful. Pastor's been preaching so good. Our little preacher is getting to be a really good little preacher. Well, first place, I'm not little. And I'm not religious. (laughs) You know, you just keep getting better every Sunday. You're missing it. Are you hearing what the Spirit is saying? I know when I come to church Sunday morning, I know that there's a certain percent that it's just going to... I know that going into it. I've been in this a long time, so I know. But then I know... That there's a certain percent I said I know that there's a certain percent that are gonna get it take heed to it and it's going to change their lives from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet and they will never ever be the same just like Brenda and I are never ever the same Now, holding fast. Hold fast. How many of have ever seen a tug-of-war? You know what a tug-of-war is, don't you? One group gets on one end of the rope, and the other one gets on the other end of the rope, and there's a struggle. Okay? And one group keeps pulling, and they say, now keep holding, keep holding, keep retaining that, don't let go, keep holding on. And the one that has the most strength is going to win. Now, in the realm of the Spirit, there's a tug-of-war for your time. And I think that the body of Christ needs to get delivered from the two syndrome. I'm too busy. I live too far. It's too hot. It's too cold. I'm too married. <laughs> I've got too much property. Too many kids. I've got too many kids. I'm on too many committees. We need to get delivered from two. Oh, I'm just, I'm not going to go to church. I'm, I'm just too tired. Has it ever occurred to you that in the house of God there's quickenings? Has it ever occurred to you that in the house of God there's divine utterance, there's Holy Ghost inspiration that'll take that fatigue right out of your body? Glory to God. Amen. So the word I got was, seen then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Let us hold fast the things God has spoken to us. Let's not let them slip. Don't let them don't let them slip. There's a there's a tug of war over there. See, the devil wants you to take your hands off what God has said to you. But God is saying to you tonight, I want you to hold on. And hold fast and retain the things that have been spoken to you. The word fast. Thank you, Lord. The word fast means to have power. When you're holding fast to a divine inspired utterance, you are powerful in the sight of God. It also means to take hold of or to take. You ever been in church and a word of prophecy went forth or inspired utterance through the teaching of the word and you say, man, I receive that. I take that. We were in a minister's meeting one time with Brother Copeland and and there was a healing wave going through. I think it was a minister's meeting. And this one guy was calling out all these different sicknesses and diseases. And Brother, Brother Copeland just came and said, I receive, I receive, I receive. Somebody said, well, nothing wrong with you there. Yeah, and there ain't going to be either. Hallelujah. We need to receive everything God's got for us. Everything. Oh, and he's got a barrel full for you. He's got tons for you. Amen? So take hold of it. Seize it. Hold it in your hand. To hold fast means don't discard it. Don't let it go. Don't let it slip. It means, and I like this definition, holding fast the profession of your faith. It also means to keep with care to keep carefully and faithfully amen stay faithful to the words that you've heard it means to continue to hold to it means to continue to retain to re- to retain holding fast amen holding fast means to keep secure To keep firm the possession of, to possess, to take, to retain. You know, I was watching Ed DeFrane this week. He's got his Holy Ghost Conference down there in Marietta. And uh, Marty, how many of you know Marty Blackwelder? Marty Blackwelder was here, you know, when we were in Samoa preaching. And Marty traveled with Kenneth E. Hagin for years. And Marty is a good teacher in his own right. But Marty has an archive. I mean an archive of words from the Lord. That came through Brother Hagin throughout the years. Some of those prophecies go way back to the 60s. We have many of them. Some of them go to the 70s and 80s and 90s. We were in several of those meetings. And. And. last night right after uh, brother Ed taught Marty got up and he read one of those prophecies from the 80's and I'm telling you that word that came forth in 1984 is just as pertinent and just as alive and just as inspired and just as real today as it was then you know why? Because the word of God never changes. Now I saw something over in 1 Timothy chapter 2. Let's look over there. Hold fast those things that God's put in you. And don't be discouraged when things don't go right overnight. But instead of being discouraged, the Holy Ghost says to you tonight, be encouraged. Encourage yourself in my word. Encourage yourself in things that I've said to you. Retain them. Don't let them go. And you will see a surge of joy. And divine encouragement come upon your life. Be not discouraged, but be encouraged. Amen. First Timothy chapter one, actually. And I want to look at verse seventeen. He said, Now unto the King Eternal, He is the King Eternal, you know. Immortal, invisible. The only wise God. Be honor and glory. How long? Forever. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now notice verse 18. This charge. I commit to thee. Timothy. The Amplified says. This charge and admonition. I am committing in trust To you. Do you get that? A is an inspired word. To you. And I'm committing it. Into your trust. Amen. He says. It is according to the prophecies. Which went on before thee. So evidently. The Apostle Paul spoke some words over Timothy. The relationship there was Paul was an Apostle. Timothy was like a son in the faith. And like all good fathers in the faith, they encouraged their sons in the faith. And I'm sure that Paul had a word for Timothy from time to time. Perhaps even when Paul was teaching and preaching... The word of the Lord came unto him. And maybe others had a word for Timothy. Have you ever had a word? I'm not talking about a word of prophecy, necessarily. Have you ever heard a word? Have you ever been in a place where you got a divine utterance and inspired rhema from heaven? Some of you aren't convinced. (laughs) Let me ask you it again. Have you ever been in a place where you have received divine inspiration from the Word of God? That's the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy encourages. The spirit of prophecy edifies. And the spirit of prophecy comforts. Oftentimes, when Brenda is teaching, when I'm preaching, when Tony's teaching and preaching, Pastor Tom, whoever, oftentimes the spirit of prophecy is on us while we're preaching. We're not using Elizabethan English and saying thou and thee, and thus saith the Lord, but the anointing. Yeah, the anointing. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you again have you ever been in a position or in a place where you've received a divinely inspired word from heaven? Yes. Yeah. So Paul is saying now, Timothy, here's what I want you to do. How many of you know that to whom much is given, yeah. much is required? Yeah. There's been a ton given to Americans. Hasn't <laughs> there? Yeah. I mean, I've preached in Europe a little bit. We've preached in Russia a little bit. And the hunger over there is different than the hunger over here. The hunger in Samoa is different than the hunger in Hayward. By about 100 degrees intensity. True. Yeah. And the reason why is because in America we get so casual. So much, so much, so much. And we've been given so much. And done so little with what we've been given. I'm getting warmed up good now. This is divine utterance now. Amen. But to whom much is given. Much is required. I will say that again. To whom much is given. Much is required. Yeah, but I come to church to be entertained. You're here for the wrong reason. Notice this with me now. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. He says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the divine utterance, the inspired rhema which went before on thee Now listen to this, that you by them might do what? That you by them might do what? That you by divine utterances and Holy Spirit inspiration, that you would take them and that when all hell breaks loose to shake it out of you, you will war a good warfare that's retaining that's holding fast that's, good. Amen. that's not letting go Amen. well I stood three days and it just got too tough well you're a real tiger in the spirit aren't you <laughs> I don't mean that wrong no. and I'm not here to put anybody down but I'm here to build you up And to encourage you not to be a casual observer and a casual hearer, but a soldier. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I said, I'm a soldier. You are soldiers in the army of the Lord. And sometimes in the military, it gets hot. Sometime in the military, you face some things that civilians don't. We have a lot of AWOLed Christians. (laughs) I know I'm preaching good now. They are missing in action. They're living... As civilians in a militant world. Amen. Say, with me, I'm, a I'm a soldier. In the army. In the army. Of, the of the Lord. That means that whatever your, ca- your commander in chief says, you say, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. And when it gets tough. And it will get tough because the crisis of life come to every one of us. When it gets difficult, what we will do is we will endure hardness as good soldiers. Yeah. We do. Yes, we do. We'll not back down. No. We will not back off. But we will retain. We will hold fast to that which has been said, to that which has been spoken. And by those things, we will war a good warfare. And we will be more than enough in and through Jesus for any demonic force that comes our way. I mean, more than enough. When we talk about God being more than more than enough, oftentimes that is in the area of finances. But he is more than more than enough in your midnight power. He is more than more than enough Seven days a week. I'm about to run. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's more than enough. He's got more than enough grace to enable you to stand victorious. (laughs) So, what we've been talking about these last several Wednesday nights is we've been talking about in training. In training. In training. And when we are in training and we are holding to and retaining the ramas of God that are to us. And when we allow them to come from us by declaring them regularly and doing them. Our profiting is going to appear to all. I said, our profiting, our prosperity. Yes. There's something different about me and my next door neighbor. Amen. There's something different about you, yeah. Brenda. Says that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we not live in a Christian.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's something different about you. Hallelujah. 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 That by these, by these. I remember words from the Lord from way, way, way back. I remember prophecies and things that have gone on before, Brenda and I, from years and years ago. And we're holding fast to them. Not only are we holding fast to the word, but we're holding fast to the prophetic word that has gone on from, from years and years and years. And I tell you what, those things have held us steady. It's held us true. And by the grace of God, we've been able to war a good warfare. And we will see the goodness of God come to pass. It'll all come to pass. What's God spoken to you? Don't let that go. You may need to go home tonight and look to the Lord and say, Lord, I remember what you said to me back there in 2002. I remember what you said to me last year. But Lord, I haven't done anything about it. I repent. Yes, I said repent in church. (laughs) Amen. Amen. There are people in the body of Christ today tell you you don't need to repent about anything. All your sins are already forgiven. Not true. Logistically they have been forgiven but you've got to cash in on that. Are you listening? What's that God spoke to you about? What, what, you, what has He told you to do? What's He told you to give? You listening? Where has he told you to serve? I'm a soldier. In the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier. In the army. Bold as a lion. Harmless as a dove. Glory to God. I'm just getting started tonight. But I know that we're limited by time. But the goodness of God. Hold fast. Hold fast. Now we're, we're entering into a season here now. where we're, we're going to be switching gears. We've got to oftentimes wait until January is just about over to really kick it in. Because people are so dazed by the holidays (laughs) that it kind of takes time, you know, for people, to bless their darling hearts, to get back in church. But we're we're fixing to switch gears. We're going to switch gears into some areas of prayer. We're going to switch gears into area of vision. We're going to have on February 12th a Declaration Sunday. Now I'm going to give the church some homework to do. I'm going to teach this Sunday morning and next Sunday morning on some things that will encourage people to sit down and get with God. And to look to Him and to determine in their own hearts. What are the three largest expectations that you have for 2012? If you don't know those, you need to pray. Every one of us should have a God-breathed, God-given vision. What are your three dreams? What are your three things that you are expecting to come to pass in 2012? And then I'm going to ask every one of our people that come to church and are really serious about vision... I'm going to ask you to write down your vision. How much you'd like to, to give. What, you, what would you like to pay off if money were no object? How can you be debt free if you don't even know what you owe? Time to slam some things. You see, we need to take some things by force. And I'm telling you, there's authority in the believer's mouth. The first thing that God gave to mankind was dominion. The second thing that he gave to mankind was seed. And he said in the book of Genesis, I have made my man a speaking spirit. In other words, made in the image and likeness of God, designed by our creator to speak like he spoke if you look in the word of God you will see over and over again this phrase and God said it and it was so now I believe this that if we're truly hearing from God and we're getting divine vision and divine inspiration and ramus from heaven God would never put those things in our heart if he didn't want us to mix faith with them and to start speaking them Are you listening to me? And on February 12th, we're going to stand up. We're going to take some things. There are people in this church that are unemployed. We're calling them employed. And I'll tell you something else. There are people in this church that are underemployed. You know what I mean? Underemployed. You're qualified for something bigger. Positioned for promotion. That's a divine inspiration right there. That's a divine, say it with me. I'm being positioned positioned. for promotion. promotion. The favor of God will just take you from here, whoop, up here. How'd you do that? 5,000 people applied for the job. It was the favor of God. Amen But one of the things the Lord just made real clear to us during this series on, on favor was this: if you want continuous manifestations of my favor, there must be continuous declarations of my favor. How many of you want continuous manifestations? So notice the word if there, if you want, you really got to want it. So it's conditional, right? The first condition is if you really want it, then you must declare it. Let's close in Job chapter 22. You know, this isn't bad teaching tonight. Glory to God. I, for one, I'm telling you what, I'm, 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 I'm a doer of the word. The dictionary says to confess means to acknowledge or to own, to acknowledge faith in. To confess, according to the dictionary, means to make confession of one's faults. But it also means to make confession of one's faith. Confession is stating something that we believe in our hearts. It is giving evidence to something that we know to be true. It is testifying... To a truth that we have accepted. In other words. It's taking ownership of it. You own it when you receive it. And you mix faith with it. And then as you speak it. You charge the very atmosphere around you. With faith. Here's a divinely inspired Phrase that's embedded in my spirit. I don't have to write it down. I don't have to read it. It's just there. And it just comes up right now. You want to hear it? It's this statement. It's this phrase. Faith-filled words dominate the laws of sin and death. (laughs) Faith-filled words dominate the laws of sin and death. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Amen. How many of you ever heard of a preacher by the name of Creflo Dollar? He, he's not a bad preacher. Struggling preacher down there in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, I think he has two or three people. It was most like 20 or 30,000. I don't know which. But listen to something he says about confession. Everyone say confession. Confession. Profession. 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 Brother Dollar says this. Confession is to your faith what thrust is to an airplane. There are laws that would like to keep you on the ground. One is the law of gravity. Right? Right? But jets and airplanes have a higher law. It's called the law of lift. And when the law of lift goes into operation, it lifts you up in spite of gravity. Satan and his demons and his evil forces want to hold you on the ground. Same old life, same old, same old. 2011, 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stay put, stay down here. You know, just right here. Never grow in your relationship. Never grow in God. You know, it's the law of sin and death. That's right. That's right. And there's a weight to that. And a lot of people just settle and accept that because they don't know things we're talking about. They really don't. But oh, there is a higher law. That supersedes the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is a nominal defeated life. But Jesus came and raised you up together. And made you to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And he has lifted you up out of sin and death. By the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And they that wait upon the Lord are going to renew their strength. They that will hold fast to, those that will retain, those that will take possession of what has been sown in their hearts for years and years. Those are the ones that will soar in this day and this hour. You want to be one of them? So confession is to your faith what thrust is to an airplane. Brother Dollar says, thrust is the propelling force that lifts an airplane. Without thrust, an airplane won't get off the ground. But thank God it overcomes the law of gravity. Job 22, 28 will be done. I just thought I'd just stir you up a little bit tonight. Say it with me, faith-filled words. words. Dominate Dominate. the the law of sin and death. You guys are doing great up there. Let's read this. Verse 28. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your ways. Now let's read it from the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. And stand to your feet if you would. Hallelujah. Let's read it from the Amplified. Ready, read. You shall also decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you and the light of God's favor will shine where? Say it with me. The light of God's favor in 2012 is shining upon my ways. I decide and decree that according to your word that Jesus, is my that Jesus is my Redeemer. I decree the favor of God I the favor surrounds of God. me like a shield. I decree that I'm filled with peace, that I'm accepted in the Beloved. I'm in the Beloved. I, decree by God's grace. I decree by God's grace that I can do all things, I can do all things. Through, Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. I decree that my spouse and my kids are blessed. I decree I'm blessed to be a blessing. I decree that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the rhema words that have been sown into my heart since day one of being a Christian and I stir myself up in these days at the head of this year bring to my remembrance those things that you've said to me and I'll mix faith with them I'll allow it to dwell in me And then from my innermost being, I will speak faith-filled words. Thank you, Lord, for divine opportunities all around me. I walk in a favor blessing. I walk in a favorable position. I declare promotion for my life, for my loved ones. Everywhere I go, the favor of God is there. Everything I put my hand to prospers. Look at your hands and say in the name of Jesus. These are blessed hands. Now raise them up to the Lord and bless him. Lord, we bless you. We bless you tonight. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Say with me, I'm a soldier, I'm a soldier. In, the the in the army of the Lord. And by the grace of God, grace of God. I'm warring a good warfare. I'm, a good warfare. I'm, not I'm not backing down. But I'm stepping up, I'm stepping up. And, I'm and I'm going higher in the things of God. Of God. Well, praise God. Amen. Amen. I believe it. Amen.